Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Wild, wild, wild weather for much of the country, including where I live in Nashville, where we are in the middle of an ice apocalypse. Uh, it looks like the White Walkers have suddenly arrived in uh, the city of Nashville. This is not normal for us. Uh, for those of you in Texas, for those of you in Arkansas, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Alabama, Tennessee, soon to be. Uh, many other states as well. I would imagine this is a strange weather world indeed. Also, a wild late night if many of you are just waking up. When you went to bed, you may not have known what was going to happen in NASCAR. The Daytona 500 finishes after midnight with a wild final lap that features a multi-car collision and ends up with a guy who was a 66-1 to underdog winning at the checkered flag. Also, Anthony Davis leaves the game against the Nuggets with a reported injury. Uh, Dr. David Chow was texting with me late last night. Uh, he's written about the, uh, the incident up on OutKick. You can go read it at OutKick.com. Uh, and he said, uh, good news, and this is directly from Dr. David Chow, no definitive video evidence of a complete Achilles tear. Bad news, clearly symptomatic from tendonitis. 
tendonitis, could have a partial tear, have to think a shutdown is coming, high re-aggravation rate. Uh, he says the amount, I'm reading directly from his article, the amount of time missed will depend on the severity. Tendonitis is inflammation of the tendon, but often involves microscopic tearing. This setback indicates the attempt to play through has failed. I don't see how he can continue for the time being. Uh, the blood flow is poor to the tendon and thus healing takes longer like a paper cut often heals slower than when you cut yourself shaving and it bleeds a lot. Also, there's an increased risk of a complete Achilles rupture, which would mean surgery and missing an entire calendar year. At this point, and I'm reading from Dr. David Chow, at this point, I would be surprised if Davis played again in February. A good result would be a full return in March, but this easily could extend to April and beyond. The extent of damage on the MRI will be the key, but the Lakers need to plan for an extended absence of uh, of the injury from Anthony Davis. Now, I believe I saw early this morning reports that Anthony Davis uh, is going to travel to Minneapolis and that he will take his uh, that he will get the MRI in Minneapolis as opposed to staying in uh, and and getting the MRI in LA which I would think is a uh, is a good sign, at least in some way, because if they thought that the injury was really, really significant, I don't think they would put him on the road to be able to check and see what exactly is going uh, is going to happen for him going forward. But that is uh, the big news. Two major sporting events that happened uh, after much of the East Coast, for sure, had already gone to bed. And uh, and now, look, I mean, I think the reality is, as you well know, as long as Anthony Davis is not severely injured, uh, meaning basically out for the season, I'm not sure it really matters how many games he plays in for the Lakers because, again, we're still dealing with effectively no home court advantage. So as long as the Lakers are able to be in a position to make the playoffs, which they are really, really easy, I'm not sure that it even matters how many games he plays at all. And right now, if the season were ending today through 28 games, the Lakers would be your overall number two seed. And again, without any major crowds to deal with at all, home court advantage really shouldn't be any kind of issue to worry about at all. And given that the Lakers have a eight game ish lead on uh, the, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, who would be the number nine team overall, it would take an epic collapse for the Lakers not to be in really strong shape in terms of being in uh, ready for the playoffs. So as long as Anthony Davis hasn't torn his Achilles and isn't out for the remainder of the season. And as long as this is not some sort of lingering aggravation related issue, I think you would still have to make the Lakers a pretty substantial favorite to repeat as, uh, as champions in the Western conference. And I'm checking uh, right now uh, the team futures, the Lakers, you can still bet them. So this to me is always a significant factor from an odds maker perspective. 
you can often learn more by going and checking and seeing whether the odds are remaining open. The Lakers are still the favorites to be the overall NBA champions. If there was legitimate concern that Anthony Davis had had a serious, serious injury, the Lakers would not necessarily still be the favorites and or at a minimum, they would have taken down the lines. But you can go right now to fanduel.com slash clay and get your bets in and not even have to worry at all about uh, about that. So, again, we have got a loaded program for you. It's the President's Day edition of OutKick. Uh, let me give you a little bit of an idea where we're going uh, in terms of this overall show. Uh, in the uh, Let's see. Oh, we've got it all laid out here for you. Lance Taylor is going to join us, my buddy uh, from 94.5 Jocks out in Birmingham in the next segment. Uh, Chad Withrow, who is a new OutKick employee, will join us in the second hour and then Bobby Barack also an Outkick employee will join us in the third hour that is where we are headed all right so that is the latest on Anthony Davis again reading from Dr. David Chow's article uh, that went up several hours ago uh, is the top story right now at outkick.com I would encourage you guys to go check that out if you want a more detailed analysis but if you are a Laker fan or you're waking up early this morning and you haven't heard anything at all about Anthony Davis Uh, First of all, happy President's Day, but that is where we are headed there exactly. So the other major news that happened after midnight, again, a wild, wild ending in NASCAR. And I don't claim to be an expert in NASCAR, as any of you know, uh, but Michael McDowell is the beneficiary after a massive wreck down the stretch uh, because Joey Logano, who was the leader on the final lap, uh, Brad Kozlowski attempted to pass Logano. Logano threw a block. Uh, They were teammates. And that crashed them both. McDowell stayed where he was, managed to run through this explosive accident uh, at the end, and McDowell managed to come out as the champ. Uh, McDowell was a 100-1 to underdog when the race began. He won for the first time in 358 cup starts uh, when uh, the checkered flag, again, after midnight, about 12-15, uh, after a six-hour rain delay, the Daytona 500 was complete, and it was a wild stretch run. Uh, and again, Joey Logano was in the lead. It looked like he was going to win. If you didn't see this, then Brad Kozlowski basically uh, had tried to pass him. Logano tried to block him, and uh, and man, it turned into... A, uh, a huge mess. Uh, everybody always gets into who's to blame. Uh, Brad Kozlowski said, I don't feel like I made a mistake, but I can't drive everybody else's car. Uh, so frustrating. Logano had no explanation. Pandemonium, I guess, chaos struck. It's a real bummer that none of the Penske cars won, but at least a Ford won. I'm really happy for McDowell. If we couldn't win, I'm really happy to see McDowell win this thing. Uh, So that was the way that that went down. Now, craziness, bedlam, insanity uh, in uh, in Nashville. Uh, There is ice everywhere uh, all over this region. I've never seen ice come down like it was last night and like it is expected to continue all throughout the morning. I was supposed to be headed 
to Mexico tomorrow. They have already canceled my flight, so who knows when I'll be able or if I'll be able to get out of the city. There are basically airports shut down, uh, winter storm warning in effect, and lots more snow coming. I understand if you live in different parts of the country, you may think this is no big deal. We don't deal well with winter weather at all, especially not with ice. I tweeted out a video of a big truck that was sliding on the black ice completely sideways coming out of its driveway uh, yesterday afternoon. This thing not going away anytime soon. A total mess uh, here in Nashville. So I hope everybody can stay healthy and avoid getting into any kind of severe issues going forward. But I want to thank all of you out there for starting your Monday morning, your President's Day with me. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Joined now by 
One of the newest OutKick employees, Chad Withrow, his new show will debut on March the 15th as a part of the OutKick uh, Over the Top Network. Excited for that. We're also going to do a big event in Nashville on March 19th for the opening Friday of the NCAA tournament. You can follow him on Twitter at the Chad Withrow. Uh, Withrow, I mean, we've been talking a lot about it because I feel like the entire eastern part of the country is under a deep freeze. Uh, what for people out there who don't really familiarize themselves with the South in winter? Texas, obviously, completely overtaken. Memphis, Nashville, under siege by weather uh, as we speak right now. Uh, I tried to tell my wife, and I started off the show talking a little bit about the South in snow. My wife is from Michigan. And so when we were in law school, I told her, I said, look, if it starts to snow, do not get on the road and attempt to drive anywhere. And she just kind of laughed it off as, oh, there's nothing to worry about. But one of the things is we don't just get snow ever. It also is ice. And I don't know if you saw the video that I posted of uh, an area outside of Nashville uh, where a guy's backing outside of his, uh, I'm assuming it was a guy, could have been a girl too, we can't really see the driver, backing outside of his driveway, goes out into the road and just slides completely sideways down the road, the black ice. I was out a little bit on Sunday. I haven't been out at all today yet. And there was black ice everywhere, and it's only getting worse and worse as uh, as the day is continuing. Uh, but hopefully, thankfully, it's a holiday, so hopefully a lot of people are not going to have to be out. But how would you convey it? Because there's a lot of people listening to us right now who are all over you know, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, New York, uh, the Dakotas, places where snow is regular. This ice thing is, is pretty scary. Well, Let's start, Clay, by debunking a few, a couple of myths and, and, and explaining things to people about the South and the North when it comes to this. In the North, it's not a big deal because they're prepared constantly for this type of weather. Right. They have the infrastructure in place. They have salt trucks. They're constantly prepared to clear roads and have roads ready to go. The South is at a disadvantage because it doesn't normally get like this. So they're usually ill-prepared because they don't have the resources to clear the road. So it is objectively a much bigger deal when there's ice and snow in the south for that reason. And this is difficult for people from the north to understand. Well, also because we're south. right here's, on here's, here's the, the line, other, too, the of, of ice yeah. and sleet and snow. Like, it never is usually cold enough where you're like, oh, it's just going to be snow. It's always like right there, are we going to have a cold rain or is it going to be snow or is it going to be something in between? Well, and again, you know, my, my wife's from Nebraska, and they can clear a road quickly. All the state highways are immediately cleared whenever there's a snow. There's snow up there all the time, snow and ice all the time, but they clear it out so quickly that it's not as big of a deal because they're prepared for those types of things because they budget in their state for these trucks and these types of things. It's not as big of a budgetary need in the state of Tennessee to have that done. So when that happens, it is worse. Here's the other thing that drives me crazy is when people from the north – act like they enjoy driving on ice. No one likes driving on ice. There's not any good sense of not having control of your car. The only way to drive on ice is to drive slow and be very careful and give yourself enough time to stop. But when you put on the brakes on ice, you're at the mercy of the ice. Yes. I always always hear this from people that come from up, oh, you, you, you people down in the south, 
you just don't understand how to drive on ice, or you don't know how to drive on ice, or you don't appreciate driving on ice. I don't know a single person that actually enjoys driving on ice. Or is really it's good at it. It's a difficult thing to do. Right. Or is really good at it. You know, like I have been on ice before where two different times uh, where I had issues. Once, I was in a car that made a complete circle on the ice, right? In the middle of the road, there was nobody else there. My car started to spin. It went all the way around, right? Like literally made a circle. And then I just kept on driving, like with zero issues. It would be amazing to watch on uh, film because I, you know, if somebody back in the day, if they had all those Nest cameras and everything else uh, that are on house uh, houses now where you can see exactly what happens, that would be pretty unbelievable to see. But the other time, was uh, I, it was just a few years ago here, and I slid right into a tree. Now, I wasn't going very fast, and the tree wasn't very big, so it wasn't like it was a massive issue. But both times, I had zero control over being able to do anything. It wasn't snow. It was 100% ice. Yeah, I've um, so I did what you're talking about, the complete 360. Yeah. I did that on a rainy road one time on Riley Parkway in Nashville. Oh, wow. And I ended up I ended up doing a one whole spin and then going back around and facing the other way when I came when I came to a stop and there were cars just stopped watching me. So yeah. I was facing the cars coming into traffic. That's and I just scary. Calmly, that's also that's also a big around. Yeah. Yeah, I just calmly turned around and kept going. <laughs> As <laughs> if nothing happened. The median or anything and I was like, yeah. "All right, I, I guess I'm fine." Uh, and kept going. The other time on ice uh, in high school, we would have basketball practice even if it was snow and ice and there was no school. So I woke up late one morning. It was late to a high school basketball practice and drove my 1989 Jeep Cherokee way faster than I should have at 17 years old. And there was a hill above our school, and I actually slid. The side of my car hit one gate that was open. The other side hit the other one. I went completely down a hill through a grassy median and ended up ending right in a parking spot in between two cars. <laughs> Was there any damage Without to the car? The car I, I, ding, I dinged my side of my car up pretty good. Did uh, anybody the see gate it? On one side. Nobody saw it. I was late. Yeah. So I just, I, I, I finally came to a stop right in between two cars, got out, went inside, started practicing, told my buddies about it. But no one saw it. But I'm with you, Clay. If these things could have been captured on some camera uh, back in the day, it would be entertaining to watch. So now that the NFL is over, there is, we've been talking about this a little bit, there are, you know, we're basically in the middle of the quarterback musical chair season. And there are, you know, we just, let me start here. Did you do anything, uh, so, so it's like everybody's out there looking to give a Valentine, right, to the right quarterback to find out whether or not it's the right choice. I'm obviously tying into Valentine's Day. I'm going to ask you about Valentine's Day here in a minute. But um, of the available quarterbacks that are out there, who do you think is actually capable of being good that isn't right now good? So let's st- take a step back. I think you can make an argument that Dak, that Russell Wilson, uh, that Deshaun Watson are, are all different level proven quarterbacks. And I actually think they're going to end up with the teams that they're with already. But of the Carson Wentz, the Jacoby Brissetts, the Cam Newtons, the Marcus Mariotas, uh, the Jameis Winstons of the world, maybe even Teddy Bridgewater, who out there is a possible reclamation project that could, if they were in the right situation, have a Ryan Tannehill-like impact? That is, early on, it looked like they might have some success. Things didn't work out. Their team basically moved on from them, decided they weren't the guy. And then Tannehill has obviously been 
an incredible success story relative to expectations with the Tennessee Titans. Is there anybody out there that to you looks like they could be that Valentine's Day special, low cost, high return? I think that there's two that immediately pop to mind, and it's almost a deadlock for me in terms of possible potential if they get in the right system with the right franchise. Teddy Bridgewater or Carson Wentz. I could see both of those guys being a good reclamation project and going to the right place. Now, let's say that Carson Wentz ends up in Indianapolis uh, with the Colts, and he's back with Frank Reich as his coach. I think there's potential there that you could see. I don't know to the level of Tannehill because, quite frankly, I don't think he's as talented as Ryan Tannehill. But could he save his career and turn things around and be really good in Indianapolis? I think he could. I think the same goes for Teddy Bridgewater, who's, you know, he's suffered some horrific injuries uh, in his career. But uh, I think he's a guy that's got the potential, if healthy, if in the right system, could be a decent quarterback. The other names in that list, Cam Newton, uh, Jameis Winston, some of these other guys, I, I just I feel like we've seen enough now with those guys to know exactly what they are. And the fact that Jameis Winston wasn't really getting – even a good shot to get on the field with Taysom Hill at quarterback for Drew Brees uh, for the Saints is the sign that, that he may be what we thought he was all along. What's interesting about that list I just hit you with, um, these are all, if you leave out Jacoby Brissett, these are all former first-round quarterbacks, I believe I'm correct in. I didn't even include Dwayne Haskins. But Dwayne Haskins, Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater – all of those guys would be available to different uh, contending teams out there. All of them former first-round picks, all of whom on some level were starting in the last couple of years and just haven't panned out, which is why I think the Ryan Tannehill analogy is really interesting for all of them because every single one of those guys right now, their agents and their entire storyline has to be predicated on, hey, we can be the next Ryan Tannehill, a reclamation project that works well. No, I, I think so, yeah. I mean, that's the, and that's the list, who you're saying. I mean, Marcus Mariota, I, I think I could give some consideration uh, to landing in the right spot and, and having a good year or two. But, you know, it, it, it's tough to say any of those guys are going to be the next Ryan Tannehill considering what he's done with the Titans. Uh, but I do like the possibilities of Carson Wentz and, and Frank Reich ending up together uh, in Indianapolis. Did you uh, Do you agree with me that Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson are highly unlikely to be on a different team? In other words, do you buy into the Texans, the Cowboys, or the Seahawks doing anything with either, any of those three guys? Uh, definitely not with Russell Wilson in Seattle. Um, highly doubtful with the Cowboys. I think more likely with the Texans. Uh, considering they released uh, J.J. Watt. I know it's totally different with Russell Wilson, but it seems like they're at least open to the possibilities of completely blowing things up and, and starting over. Uh, so if they got the right uh, the right haul for Deshaun Watson, then I think maybe that they would make a move there. I don't know why you would necessarily if, if you're the Texans, unless you think the guy is just going to dog it and he's never going to want to be a part of your team. You try to You try to appease him and make him happy and, and see if he likes the new coach and, and likes whatever the new system is there in Houston. Um, but, no, I, I, I think you're right, Clay. I, I, would, I would put the odds that highly unlikely any of those guys end up on a different team next year. Where would you tell J.J. Watt to go? Like, let's presume 
that the dollars are probably not going to be. I would bet at this point that J.J. Watt has made, as not to say that money doesn't matter at all, but I don't think J.J. Watt is looking at a massive payday here. And he's made a lot of money over the last decade. At this point, I think his primary goal is probably winning a championship. Where would you tell J.J. Watt to go if you were advising him now that he's an unrestricted free agent? Uh, if it was just to win a championship, I'd tell him to go to Kansas City. Uh, if that were, if that were the, the, the only rationale for what he was going to do. Uh, personally, it makes a lot of sense to go to Green Bay or Pittsburgh. He can go to Pittsburgh and play with his brothers and be on a, on a good team, but not a team that I would put really in Super Bowl consideration, especially given Ben Roethlisberger's age at this point and, and what his career looks like and what that team looks like. Uh, Green Bay is right there competing for, for a championship. Um, that would make a lot of sense to go back home. He's from Wisconsin. I think the Titans make sense in terms of need, uh, and the Titans should be, based on the, the position those other teams are in the division, they should be the team to beat uh, in the AFC South, so that gives you a good chance. You're going to host playoff games and have a chance to go deep in the playoffs. But if we're looking at it, Clay, just as where can he go to win a championship, uh, I'm going Kansas City at the top of the list. And then probably Green Bay, who also has a personal tie-in for, for J.J. Watt. Yeah, there's no doubt uh, that personal tie-in is uh, is pretty intriguing. We're talking to Chad Withrow, uh, at the Chad Withrow. You can find him on Twitter. What did you do for Valentine's Day? Anything at all? And do you think there is more pressure on a married man with young children or a single man out there that is early in the days of his relationship? You know, way more pressure on the single guy early in the relationship. Um, I, I get let off the hook because my wife does not care at all about these, ho- these, these ho- holidays, these sort of artificial uh, yes. Hallmark holidays like Valentine's Day just really does not care. But now I have two daughters, and it does matter to them. So what did I do on Valentine's Day? I went uh, and drove on ice in Nashville and got I love you balloons. Um, I ordered a heart-shaped pizza. Uh, played kids' <laughs> Valentine music over dinner, uh, got multiple hugs and multiple I love yous from my five-year-old, uh, bought some Valentine-themed cookies. These are my Valentine's Day now, Clay. This is way more important uh, for my five-month-old and 18-month-old and, and not as important for my wife, who does not care at all about Valentine's Day. So the pressure definitely lies with the Younger, single person, single guy, especially new in a relationship, especially if it's their first Valentine's Day together, you got to go big. You got to get it right. You got to get the right reservation. You got to get creative. I think for, for us, you know, married guys out there, probably not as big of a deal. How bad do you think there were errors out there given the COVID restaurant restrictions? How many guys were just on Saturday and Sunday just in an absolute disaster? I mean, I know there's some guys listening to us right now who waited until the last minute. They didn't think about the fact that restaurants were only going to have X amount of capacity, that they were doubled down, weather conditions, lots of places, which probably made it that much worse. What do you think, uh, how much do you think was a disaster this weekend? I think there were a lot of busts out there. Yeah. I think there were a lot of guys just walking around in shame uh, when whatever their respective city is, uh, you know, trying to make good on uh, showing up at a restaurant, not having a reservation, not understanding that it was limited capacity and being in a tough spot. I would advise all of these guys um, on, on Valentine's, the, the go-to is to learn to make a meal 
learn to cook something and cook that meal for that special someone or just get some sort of order delivery and then make the presentation nice. Yeah. That way you, you, you avoid the possibility of, of uh, you know, reservations and restaurants being overbooked and everything else, and, and you make it special that way. And it shows that, you know, you can put a little elbow grease into it and get some work done and, and make it nice and special. You are a movie buff. When we come back, I want you to try to defend one of the most outlandish claims I've seen any movie buff ever make. Uh, also, I watched The Matrix, the original Matrix, with my seventh grader over the weekend, and I'm in the process to give people a tease here of watching Indiana Jones. All of that ties in. Uh, in fact, the last night we, we caught up and watched all the fourth Indiana Jones uh, movie in my house, uh, kind of getting everything ready. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. We're hanging out with Chad Withrow at the Chad Withrow on Twitter. First of all, Withrow, based on what you know about the weather, I'm supposed to fly out to Mexico tomorrow. Um, so I said already I was bragging that I'm the only person working. Uh, but I am uh, going to be out the rest of the week. What do you think the chances are, based on the weather, that my plane actually takes off? Um, you have a better chance flying to the North Pole uh, and getting there than you do flying to Mexico right now because you're not going to be able to get to the airport in Nashville for all the reasons you said. Clay, I'm shocked you're even asking me this question as it snows on. I'm just, I'm just cautiously uh, optimistic that, that things can get better. It, make it to the airport. Uh, it's gonna, well, it's not going to be better because it's not going to get above 28 degrees over the next three days. Yeah, but I'm just hoping so they can clean off the main hit, roads. It's not going yeah. away. Uh, we're talking uh, with Chad Withrow. All right, so I watched The Matrix. When's the last time you watched any of the Matrix Matrix trilogy? Oh, gosh. 2005, maybe? Like a long time ago. Somewhere in that, it came, somewhere in that area, yeah. It came out in 99. So I hadn't right. watched it in forever. Um, and uh, it it holds up Matrix, really well. Matrix Reloaded was 2003. I think it was four years from the first one to the sequel. Yeah. Highly anticipated sequel. I remember seeing that one in theaters. I did not see the original Matrix in theaters, but I've, I've seen it two or three times. Yeah. So I watched it with my seventh grader. And one of the good things about having kids is you get to go back in time and watch movies that you loved as a kid. And sometimes they hold up. Other times they do not. The Matrix still really good, even though it's been, whatever it is, 22 years since it initially came out. Now, I was blown away by a couple of things. We have watched now all of the Indiana Jones uh, show. The, the, the initial trilogy, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, the uh, Temple of Doom, and Last Crusade, and then the Kingdom of the Iron Skull or Crystal Skull or whatever the heck it's called. Uh, so I've watched all four of those. Here's what I didn't realize. Were you aware that Raiders of the Lost Ark chronologically comes after Temple of Doom? Yes. I was so aware I had no idea. So I had a VHS of Temple of Doom as a kid, and, and I yeah. wore this thing out. I mean, it was like grainy. That was my favorite movie as a kid. By the end of it. Yeah. yeah, but I always remember, you know, I, I was big on knowing the timeline of wars yeah. at the time, so I knew that the uh, – I knew Raiders of the Lost Ark was – you know, Nazi-era, World War II-era movie, right? Just like Last Crusade is. But, and then I saw the time. I think it's 1933 is when it starts, is when Temple of Doom takes place. Yeah, when something they begin like that. In, in Shanghai, China. Uh, and I remember thinking, oh, well, this was actually before uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark in that timeline, so it's a prequel to it. But, yeah, yeah. No, that's, 
And there weren't a lot of movies like that then, right? Where you would go back in time with the sequel. The way yeah, I don't even that. know that most people think that because I didn't even know that that was the case until I rewatched them uh, now. Because as a kid, I thought that Temple of Doom was the greatest movie that ever been made. I mean, I remember watching that. I mean, it's a very entertaining movie. I watched it over and over and over again. But now watching them, you know, as a 40-year-old, I got to tell you, Last Crusade just dunks on all of the other Indiana Jones, like balls in the face on everybody. I mean, it is by far, by far, I think, the best of the Indiana Jones. It's incredible. So perfectly well done. Sean and also Connery's the special effects still the special effects still hold up. Yeah, it's uh, true. When I go back and watch uh, Last Crusade, like even the last sequence, you know, yeah. when they, when he's going for the Grail, like all of that still looks cool to this day. That they'll occasionally show a, a, a rerun of that on like CBS on yeah. Sunday night in, in high definition, and it looks great if you go back and record it and watch it again. And I'll say this too: Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. By far the worst of the Indiana Jones movies, but on its own, not a bad movie. Yeah. Like a, a very entertaining movie. If you just watched that and didn't know it was an Indiana Jones movie and a part of these three other just great all-time action movies, you would say, man, I was really entertained watching that. That's a good movie. But when it's an Indiana Jones movie, it just pales in comparison to the other three. But I'm very excited for the next Indiana Jones movie, which is probably going to come out in the next two or three years. I think it's scheduled right now for summer of 2022 because I looked it up because my kids were asking after we watched all these Indiana Jones movies. Uh, And I hope they can kind of recapture some of the magic. I think also it's challenging because nostalgia-wise, you remember those movies being better than they actually were. Like, I think if Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom came out now, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, that's, you know, a very, you know, okay action movie. But your expectation of it was so much higher that that's uh, that's a big part of the challenge. Now, speaking of expectations... The original Die Hard, I still maintain, is unbelievably well done. In fact, in L.A., I would stay at the Intercontinental Hotel. I probably spent, I mean, not probably, I have spent months of my life there at the intersection of Pico and Motor. There's an inter, uh, there's an Intercontinental Hotel there right by the Fox uh, Studios where I work a lot of times for television, all right? So right before you get to that Intercontinental Hotel, on the right side uh, of the road, on the Avenue of the Stars, as you come down towards uh, towards Pico, you will see like an incredible. Uh, the Nakatomi Towers are right there, right? Like the building that yeah. they used as the stand-in for Die Hard. And I will tell you this. The more years that I've been going to Fox, like the younger the people are who work there, and I will tell you this, like this will blow my mind. Like, so I started working at Fox doing the doing the thing like eight years ago, and you're driving by and you got people like the PAs who are working on the show, you're getting dropped off or whatever, and I would always point out the Nakatomi Towers. And initially, you know, like eight years ago, everybody knew what I was talking about. Now there's like 23, 24 year olds. They don't have any idea. They've never seen Die Hard. They just look at you blankly in the face like, I have no idea what you're talking about, which I feel as if you are a parent, one of your obligations is to ensure that your children have seen iconic films by the time they get to adulthood. Don't you like if you've never seen Back to the Future or any of the Back to the Futures or the Star Wars or the Indiana Jones or the Die Hard movies like I feel like that's parental failure on some level. Yeah, my, my dad showed me James Bond movies. All, yeah, all the right. Time so good, yeah. 
old school James Bond, but I couldn't believe yeah. what drove by. But you got into Twitter uh, recently and well, you, made an let, outlandish let me, let me, claim about Die Hard. Because, because, Clay, you, you asked the question. You said Last Crusade is the yeah. best of the Indiana Jones movies. What other third movie is better than the original? Yes. A lot of people said Return of the Jedi. Right is is the best of the Star Wars movies, and it's the third. I like Return of the Jedi. Yes, I like Return of the Jedi. That's not true, right? Empire Strikes Back is the best of the three. You know, I was immediately thinking about famous uh, famous uh, franchises. Rambo, Rocky came to mind. You know, Rocky three is definitely not the best. The Rockies, Rambo three, definitely not the best. And then I thought about Die Hard and all the Die Hard movies. And I claim that Die Hard with a Vengeance is the best of the Die Hard films. Now. I completely agree with you that the original is very, very good. Now, set the context, because a lot of people don't even remember what exactly the third Die Hard movie was. Okay, so here's here's the third Die Hard movie, and this is why I actually went back this weekend to watch it, to see what I saw in this movie back in the mid-90s. Yeah. It came out in 1995. All right. Substantially it's, it's, after the original Die Hard, which I think yeah, came out in, like, 88 or something like that. Yeah, and a lot of people said they, they liked the second one a lot, too. I did not like the second Die Hard movie. The third one, though, is great. So it's in New York City. New York City, a better setting than Los Angeles. It's all over the city. They go everywhere. Samuel L. Jackson is the co-star. It's the game of Simon Says. It is Hans Gruber's brother, played by Jeremy Irons. Terrific actor. Granted, yeah. Alan Rickman, one of the all-time great villains. Villains, yes. Hans Gruber is great. But Jeremy Irons is really, really good. And he's playing the, uh, the, the, the games of – he's calling him and giving him different clues and different riddles to go all over the city and stop bombs from going off as he's trying to get to Jeremy Irons because he's trying to kill John McClane for killing his brother. Samuel Jackson is better than Carl Winslow. Uh, who's a sidekick in, in the original. I think Jeremy Irons is almost as good as Hans Gruber, but the New York City setting is terrific. And the women who played the detectives and the police officers, it is just the perfect 80s, 90s action movie going back because these women with their fake New York accents and just the different lines they say throughout the movie, it's hilarious, some of it. It's the perfect 90s action movie. I'm telling you, Clay, and I love Die Hard. I will fight to the death and say Die Hard with a Vengeance, 1995, is the best of the Die Hard franchise. And I want to challenge your listeners to watch this film and prove me wrong. Tell me that you do not love Die Hard with a Vengeance when you go back and watch this thing. I, I, was, I was skeptical that it would hold up. That it, Like you said, would it stand the test of time? This many years later, and I'm telling you, it stood the test of time. I'll tell you this. It was we got so many great responses because the question that you just answered was I was saying what's what movie can you point to and say that the third one is the best? And to me the answer is usually almost none of them. A lot of people came with Toy Story 3. All of the Toy Stories are good. Toy Story 3 was pretty outstanding. Um, To me, Last Crusade is the best of the trilogy. A lot of people like Back to the Future 3. I think you guys are crazy. Back to the Future 1 and Back to the Future 2 were both outstanding. Godfather 3. It's dead last. 
Yeah, Godfather 3 was by far the worst of the Godfather films. I mean, it's really hard to kind of have that perfect inspiration where the third one is the best. And so uh, so your argument, I think, is dead on arrival. But people can react at the Chad Withrow, at Clay Travis. Tell us what the third best movie, a time when the trilogy, the third, is the best of all of them. Withrow, no. have a good – what's that? I was, I was going to say one other thing. The one thing that bothered me about Die Hard with Avengers, people watch it, is John McClane, Bruce Willis, and how slow he is to figure out the tie-in with Jeremy Irons and, and Hans Gruber and Alan yeah. Rickman. The German accent and him wanting him dead didn't tip anything <laughs> off about all he had been through with, with Hans yeah. Gruber. Like That's the one thing, that's the one plot hole where the FBI has to explain it to him. That's the one thing that bothered me about the film. Uh, Chad Withrow, we'll hopefully talk to you next week. Good luck surviving the snow and ice and, uh, and, and snowpocalypse that has descended upon the city of Nashville. All right. Thanks, Clay. All right. That's Chad Withrow. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. 
Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. The South is under siege from snow and ice, and I know... All you guys out there that have been reacting throughout the show and throughout the weekend, as I've let you know, you don't have a lot of sympathy for us, but we are under ice attack. Dub, it's serious here. We, we, like in Nashville and many other areas of the country like this, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, a little bit of Oklahoma, uh, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, we're always like right on that line as to whether or not we're going to get snow or ice. And I I just like every single time, oh, it could be snow, it could be ice, it could be a cold rain. First time in five years, we're getting a ton of it right now. Yeah, and I'm from Texas, so this is not a normal thing for me by any stretch of the imaginations. The looking at, I've been monitoring this weather situation, and I know you've said you're somewhat of a weather nerd. I I'm guess. the snows are. Exactly. I, I, when I did local radio in Nashville, uh, I would uh, take over weather-related concerns because we did a lot of local radio, and I would talk about weather-related issues during the course of the show. Yeah, so I've been kind of tracking on my various weather apps that I have on my phone and kind of just mainly focusing on the low temperature uh, projections. Yeah. And they're pretty frightening. I started doing this last week looking ahead, and it's it's actually a little bit better than it was supposed to be because I was at a wedding this weekend in Kentucky. Was it outdoors in no, any way? God, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't people would have probably literally died yeah. if it was outside. But the projected low was going to be negative two. Now it was not negative two. It was more like twenty, but still with the wind chill and everything else involved, it was uh it was bittering cold. Yeah. Bittering cold, bitterly cold, maybe is the word you're looking for there. Yeah, somewhere there, right there. Yeah, the cold's kind of getting to my vocabulary here. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And unlike our previous uh, producer, Jason Martin, you have made it in, so that's at least a uh, positive. Are you done for the rest of the week too? After today, I'm gonna. Well, I don't know if the <laughs> if this weather keeps up, I might just mail it in for the rest of the week since you're not going to be here. But I am scheduled to work until through Wednesday, and then I'm going to take Thursday, Friday off, so we'll see. All right, so for everybody out there, Danny G's already out. Um, uh, We've got Brian Finley in doing the update, so Eddie Garcia is out. Did Roberto ever come back? I don't even know if Roberto ever came back from his his taking days off for for the Super Bowl. Uh, But I'm scheduled to be in Mexico tomorrow, although I have no idea if I'm going to make the flight out tomorrow morning, whether it's going to be able to take off or not, because we're in the middle of this winter storm and people think, oh, surely the airports are still going to run. I ain't that optimistic that that's going to be continuing. So uh, we've been breaking down a bunch of stories over uh, the course of the, uh, over the course of the show so far. Encourage you, by the way, go download the podcast, make sure you don't miss a single minute. And one of those stories we just talked about the top of the second hour, we're going to talk about a little bit with Bobby Barack in a moment. I know as many people on the West coast are waking up, this Gina Carano story. Uh, she went seven and one as an MMA fighter and then decided to go into entertainment. Uh, she, like you, Dub, also a Texan. And uh, she made some comments uh, in the last week and ended up losing her job on The Mandalorian, which is a very popular Disney Plus show uh, as a part of this cancel culture that we find ourselves in now where people are constantly losing their jobs, even though what she said is honestly nowhere near as ridiculous as what other people have said uh, on the uh, her her speech is considered to be conservative as opposed to uh, the liberal speech, which you can make and get away with no matter how ridiculous it is in Hollywood right now and in the world of sports. So I think that will be a story that we'll unpack in a bit with uh, Bobby Barack, who is scheduled to join us. But 
We started off the show uh, talking about this, and I do think it's interesting as we now are fully into the NFL offseason, as we get closer and closer to finding out what the overall NFL salary cap is going to be. There are right now, by my count, eight different quarterbacks that are available in theory who are former first-round draft picks and have started a game or played significantly in a game in the last two years. Really started a game is the category uh, that I am putting into play here. Last two years, they have started really multiple games. And I'm curious, how many of these guys do you think could potentially become big-time playmakers going forward? Is there anybody out there who could be a Ryan Tannehill-like reclamation project? And so here are the eight guys former first-round picks in no particular order, and then I will tell you in order how I would break those guys down and what I think of them uh, going forward. All right, here are my eight. Uh, These are in no order, and then I'll give them to you in order. Former first-rounders that are theoretically available right now. Dwayne Haskins, Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater, Mitch Trubisky, and Sam Darnold. Okay, Eight former first-round draft picks that could be had right now by a new team that could hope that they are going to be the Ryan Tannehill going forward. How would you rank those eight guys? Here's my run at it. Dub, you tell me what you think of these rankings. I've got Sam Darnold, one. Carson Wentz, two. Marcus Mariota, three. Jameis Winston, four. Teddy Bridgewater, five. Mitch Trubisky, six, Cam Newton, seven, Dwayne Haskins, eight. That is the order that I would grab them with the idea being, could I find another Ryan Tannehill? Now, let me explain a little bit why I've got them ranked as follows. I believe Sam Darnold we haven't seen enough of, but I think he's shown glimmers and he's so young right now. I'm not sure anybody could have won with the Jets. Carson Wentz has played at an MVP level before. Marcus Mariota has taken his team to the playoffs and won a game there. Jameis Winston has shown flashes of brilliance. I feel like Teddy Bridgewater is pretty much a refined product. He's mediocre. Nothing wrong with that, but I don't think he's ever going to be a high-end starter. Uh, Cam Newton, I think, is finished, and uh, I think Dwayne Haskins is finished. Also, Mitch Trubisky, I have no faith in. Do you disagree with any of that analysis, Dub, anything that stands out to you? You know, Marcus Mariota, your former guy, gave us a little tease late in the season when he filled in for an injured Derek Carr. And I got to tell you, I think he's got a lot left. He's a young guy. He's done it before, led his team to the playoffs. I think you may be underselling your former I've got him at three here. I, I, think, I love Marcus Mariota. And I would if I were like the Patriots or if I were Washington and I could get him for a low cost, relatively speaking, there's been rumors that Washington and New England are both interested in him. I don't think that's a bad decision at all. Yeah, I think the potential value combined still only twenty seven, by yeah, the way. The potential the potential and also the value in terms of how much you'd have to pay for him, that might be number one to me. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. That's been the biggest issue for Marcus Mariota throughout. Uh, The way he plays, he's just been injured far too frequently. If he could ever stay healthy, I still think he could get it done. Uh, We'll continue to talk about those players, I'm sure, quite a bit going forward. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.